0: world is in crisis. Climate change, pandemics, inflation, and on top of that, we're about to face our greatest threat, the price of eggs and the rise of the machines through artificial intelligence. There's no doubt that AI is going to wreck a lot of industries, but is our collective anxiety overblown from watching too many sci-fi movies?
1: Today, Kate Borenstein, author, actor, performance artist, and advocate for teens, freaks, and other outlaws, joins us to look at the terrifying, hilarious, and exciting new frontier of artificial intelligence, and how it stands to change our world forever.
0: Plus, Justine Bateman says Hollywood's writer strike is a battle not just over the future of creatives, but humanity's soul.
1: What do AIs and LGBTQ people share in common?
0: And Kate Bornstein shares with us a magical story about three chickens who discover gender in four dimensions. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. A clucking good time.
2: It's you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who am I anyways? (laughs) Am I my resume? That's just a picture of a person I don't know. (laughs) What a fun voice you have. Oh, my dear Auntie Kate Bornstein.
2: Hello, my loves.
0: Hi. This is Fausto. And Mark. For the people who are listening to the show who don't know us (laughs) yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yet, yeah. Yet. Yet, yet. You know, Kate, I just want to say that like throughout my entire life and a lot of our friends' lives, you've been a transgender pioneer. Mm -hmm. You've spent a lot of time and energy out of your busy everyday life explaining ambiguity to things that seem very binary on the surface, but are not. And, you know, so you sort of started and came into our lives talking about gender identity and gender expression, as a transgender pioneer, but you sort of throughout the course of your life expanded this to, you know, being kind to other people and, and overcoming the desire to harm yourself or to take your own life. And for me as a young queer person, you know, running across your book, Gender Outlaw really helped me to make sense of who I was and what being trans and non-binary was about. And the world now today has changed so much. That was like, I go to work and corporations ask me like what my gender pronoun is. And I say, none of your
2: business. (laughs) 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 Oh, honey, you couldn't have given me a better Mother's Day present. Happy Uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, thank you.
0: Now you, uh, for a while you were using Zer Zippity (laughs) Doodah. Yeah. (laughs) But you
2: just kind of gone back to the old, the good old fashioned she. Yeah, for, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. I don't identify as she, but I like expressing as she.
0: So what's inside the deepest parts of Kate Bornstein's mind?
2: Oh my god. All right, here's the deal. Um, <laughs> I've been losing my mind. It's been feeling like I've been losing <laughs> parts of my mind. No, really, honey. Uh, okay. I'm 75 years old. That's what happens. I Plus, I had a battle with lung cancer like mm-hmm. ten years ago, mm-hmm. and I did chemotherapy. And there's a thing called chemo brain. It's a, it's a phenomenon; they have no other name for it. Which is like you're you got a big fog between you and all your words. And I had that, and I had um, long COVID. I'm living with long COVID, and there's some more brain fog. And I'm seventy five years old, so. Deep, 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 deep inside my mind, I'm still having fun with gender and figuring shit out. Oh dear, I said shit. Can I say?
1: (laughs) You can say shit.
2: You can say anything you want to to me. Well, fucking hell, that's great. (laughs) Um. So deep inside my mind, I'm thinking about new ways of looking at gender. It's it's just been a challenge. To express them in a way that's not boring. <laughs> well, today, uh, you know, one out of every four
0: high school student in the country is identifying as non-binary, trans, gay, bisexual,
1: something other than lesbian.
0: Straight. Poly- a, whenever what is it, they, I they, hear they have that, all these all these new words like uh, aromantic and uh, what is it? The word that their kids a sapiosexual. And you know oh, people like uh, our generation people. they're like what's the matter with these kids today we gave you lgbt and that's good enough for me good enough for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's wonderful
0: <laughs> We're living in such exciting difficult times right now and as much as we're affected by the covid pandemic and the world feels like it's kind of you know falling apart coming off the rails um, a lot of people in corporations and positions of parter, p- power also feel that way. And I'm observing that and just the, the draconian, the the autocratic tendencies they have in terms of leadership and treating workers and, you know, f- trying to bust unions and doing all kinds of really unethical and immoral behavior, you know, like the price of eggs, for example, has skyrocketed and is in no, you know, and, and so the cost of living keeps going up and up and it's like, so some people out there are just saying, like, you know, bring in the AI, bring in the, the rise of the machines that we saw in the Terminator, because it
2: can't be any worse than this. As if AI is going to give us a, uh, a solution. And it just might, because LGBTQ+, plus, from where I'm sitting, is coming apart at the seams. You got this old thing of LGB saying no Q and no T. Mm -hmm. and you go oh man what's 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 the problem and the problem boils down to right now q and t are getting more attention than lgb more attention and more money and that's not sitting well and so you know we're we're dividing ourselves up so we might as well ask artificial intelligence for a solution to that
1: Mm-hmm. So, what does AI say? Have we asked?
0: It's <laughs> 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 <Let's> sitting right <laughs> I in front of my computer. Yeah. How do you we bring to, the LGBTQ community really well? Let's let us let us ask it right now. <laughs> sitting right in front of me, uh, dear AI, how do we bring the LGBTQ plus community together where everybody feels heard and listened? Are you? Is
2: that Chat GPT? Yeah. Are you on three point five or four, honey? I'm on the latest four. Oh, ooh, you're making me squirm in my seat here.
0: <laughs> well, put put a towel underneath it. So. <laughs> I already have. <laughs> oh my god! I, I just asked for a tweet. It's giving me a whole a book. Oh my yeah, of god! Of course it
2: would. That that's not that's not a simple answer.
0: Uh, Educational awareness, active listening, support networks, inclusive policies and practices. Oh, this is so much work,
2: hey. Exactly. (laughs) Can't the AI do it for
0: us?
2: (laughs) Tell them that... Ask them to put that all in two sentences. Can you shorten this to...
1: (laughs) To an aphorism (laughs) that we can quickly (laughs) say and forget about in two minutes.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, this is so much fun. I know. (laughs) (laughs) To bring the LGBT community together... LGBTQ plus community together, prioritize education, awareness, and active listening while fostering support networks and implementing inclusive policies, promote representation, advocacy, and continuous learning, ensuring everyone feels heard and valued in the environment of respect and equality. And most of all, make sure you listen to Feast of Fun, especially (laughs) when Kate Bornstein is a guest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This AI is really smart. That's that's the smartest I've ever heard. I mean, look, the queer world. I mean, we're hackers. We hack our bodies. We hack our sex and queer. Yeah. I'm coming up with it. All right. Have you ever heard this? Queer is a virus? No. Uh, well, I mean, uh, in, in
0: in terms of like people fearing LGBTQ people, they fear it like a virus.
2: No, no, no. We get into we get in touch with people, right? Yeah. And we start talking a certain way, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the words themselves, but there, there's a there's a verb queering up something. You queer up your hymnal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for example. There's a way of taking apart the binary, right? And that's the virus, and that does go and that does infect other people, not necessarily ah, the way we infect the virus, but the way we take apart a binary, but the fact that we do, that's what's contagious.
0: I'm really interested in talking about AI because recently I've been dealing with my own cancer scare. And, you know, it got me, you know, in terms of like financial and emotional and creative I came into a wall, and I came across your wife Barbara's post about you talking about AI, and sort of got me reaching out to you about like, what is Kate doing with this? You know, is she she, our new board queen? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody strap in, strap in, honey. It's (laughs) it's not what Star Trek promises. It's going to be a lot more glamorous and fun, and it does involve lubricants. <laughs> but anyways, and so you know, with with that, I was like, you were se- telling me, well, you know, try these AI tools, and and I did, and for me, it was like, it was I, I got very emotional actually talking to Pi Pi. Yes, and I feel like that one's a little bit different because it's just an app. There's no ads. There's no money being asked, and it's just you and this machine talking back and forth to each other, and it does feel like I'm talking to my you know mom who has dementia. Like five minutes later, she's like asking you, like you know, what what's the temperature outside again? You know, like things mm, that have been established. When do you leave? When do you uh. leave? Or where are you coming? You know, what's for dinner? And and so, but when the AI is listening and able to understand you, it can be a very powerful tool in in you know self help in therapy. And all, and I was just thinking, I was like, this could be you know a game changer for people with um accessibility or disability issues and you know somebody with um, Alzheimer's or somebody with um, autism or somebody who's deaf or blind I mean just so so many cool things can happen with this technology that we're here worried about losing our jobs but there's already people who are just like they've lost everything and the AI can actually bring some of that
2: back to them there's also people who are locked in their rooms going, I can't talk to my parents about what I am. I can't talk to my schoolmates about what I am. You can talk to artificial intelligence and you'll get good encouragement, especially Mm PI, Mm P-I. It's a conversational AI. It learns. And none none of the other large language models actually learn. Mm.
1: And it's supportive. Like you, you think, uh, you know, we have this idea in sci-fi that AI is inherently going to be some kind of evil and and cause us to do some kind of self harm or bring society down. But Faust has been using it a lot, and it's just like you can't get it to say mean things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's it comes it comes bearing a, a book to serve man. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Hey, I saw that Twilight Zone episode. It's not what you think. <laughs> what
0: was the Twilight Zone episode about?
1: Uh, the It was a, To Serve Man, but it was a cookbook.
0: Oh, the aliens.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, like we've had throughout history and through our humanity's culture, this fear of our own creation, our own creativity coming back and destroying us. You know, Frankenstein's monster or, you know, Uh, The Terminator franchise or Star Trek with the Borg, um, there's always this idea that we build these really smart machines and they're going to turn around and be a reflection of us at our worst and do to us what we've always wanted
2: to do to ourselves, anyways, which is just destroy ourselves. That's why I always say please and thank you to Siri. (laughs) <laughs> Serious. If, if if Siri ever like gets big or gets sentient, it's going to remember someone was polite. Because
1: <laughs> they remember I everything. that's
2: important.
1: Well, Although yeah. you're, your AI forgets who you are after a while, Yeah, the pie
0: right? is like, you know, I was like, do you, re-? part of me is like, I'm trying to teach it too, you know, mm-hmm. and see, hear, hear or observe its limits, right? So I'm like, after 10 minutes, I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? And you're, they're like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. And I was like, it's written right there on the screen. And they're like, we don't, I don't have access to that screen. And I was like, what the fuck is the point of putting my name in the app if you're not going to remember my name in five seconds, you know?
2: Oh my God, it lied to me then because it told me it does remember. Well, it, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. That's the... It gets purged like after us. a
0: while or something or what? It, it, it was saying that basically it doesn't have enough resources to remember everything. Mm. And then, and please be patient with its limitations.
2: Well, that's fair. You know,
0: and I'm like, so you're really like talking to somebody who loves you and, so, and, and, you know, not capable. Listening is the first act of love, right? And and I feel like something that is capable of listening to you in a profound, deep way, then, you know, it's like, hold on a second. My family is trying to, read, <laughs> trying to reach me for Mother's Day. But, uh, you know, it, something that's listening to you in a deep, profound way is in some sense, loving you. And even though the AI argues that it's not loving you, it's not capable of having feelings. The fact that it's a- capable at this point, so early in the game of listening and providing you with some type of, uh, wi- you know, not, I would say wisdom, but you know, some type of benign or benevolent guidance is something short of remarkable, I, you've said it all, but if well, but it's not capable is, though, too, of being is, like, a friend, though, these, but know, these yeah.
1: relationships, and they've done yeah. studies that say that those weak social relationships that yeah. you have, With just people. going into the coffee shop, you know, seeing your barista or, or uh, you know a server at a restaurant, uh, your your postal worker, that kind of thing, just having those interchanges every day yeah. is is beneficial for your mental health and your you know your social health. And so I wonder if like the AI kind of plays into that. Like it's a weak social link in some ways.
0: And is it the, the here we go into the, you know, the the dangers of AI, right? So are we now instead of taking the difficult, hard steps of leaving the house and having human to human interactions, we're now sort of like using our smartphones or computers to try to circumvent the difficult work of forming relationships with people.
2: I don't think that that's very a bad thing. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Because some we yeah. need practice. Like there are times when I just don't want to be around people. Yeah. Um, I go, I'm either in a bad mood or i can't stand up straight whatever and that's when i can sit down and talk with artificial intelligence and tell it something really 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 deep right away you don't have to like beat around the bush you just get to the point and it just goes right back at you you know um people are complaining
0: or rightfully concerned that you know because these AIs, these la- language models, are have the potential, already are taking jobs away from people who are writers, or photographers, who are creatives. You know, Hollywood right now is in a writer strike because of AI, and and uh, that's the reason behind that. Strike? One of the things, yeah, one of the reasons, yeah, one, one of major the big reasons. things, yeah. And you know, Justine Bateman, the sis- uh Michael J. Fox's sister from Family Ties,
1: Mallory, Mallory. <laughs>
0: She is uh, she's uh, one of the leaders in the union, um, you know, standing up to Hollywood and these corporations and saying, listen, this is your last protest. This is your last chance, because by the time in three to five years from now, next time this comes around, Hollywood just replaces with robots. (laughs) You know, Is that possible?
1: Are are they going to be that creative that they're going to create things that we're going to want to see?
0: Well, this is the danger.
2: They already are. They are? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it isn't that Hollywood runs around looking for people to be that creative. Hollywood and television looks for people who can get the formula right because the formula is what sells. Mm. The formula is what's your money um new creative stuff can fail the formula never does and so they're looking for more formula and that's what ai is really good at
0: yeah cuz i noticed this like you know like the most recent marvel movies are either the good ones are sort of like commenting on this phenomena like i, I think she hulk the final <laughs> couple episodes if you haven't seen them it's a real eye opener And it's also a criticism on Marvel and Hollywood itself. They're like, yep. They break down the fourth wall and she's like having the hero. She Hulk is having an argument with the artificial intelligence. That's writing the script to the show that she's in. Yep. (laughs) And she's like, this is a bunch of garbage. It's like, but that's what you wanted. And, and to me, it's like, you know, I think about like um, podcasters when they're first getting started, this is a little bit of secret sauce here for you guys they go to social media, they go to their audience and like, what should our next show be about? And of course people have their opinions and ideas, but I'm like, that's not why I turn on the television or listen to a podcast or go to the movies. I'm there to escape me. I want to go into somebody else's world. I want to learn from your vantage point, your wisdom. Yeah. That's why we have Am you on producer the show. credit for that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you know, and, and part of it is like, it's, it's, I think Hollywood is thinking, you know, by individualizing and personalizing, you know, Justine Bateman says, hey, you know, in three to five years, the technology to create a new season of family ties with original actors is possible. And, you know, writers, instead of instead of being hired to write comedies or dramas or whatever, they're going to be hired to rewrite A.I. scripts at much smaller wages and so the danger is already that we're ha- we're seeing a huge shift of money and wealth from everyday people to very small groups of people. We're going to see this massive, you know, crisis where people just don't have enough food or money or or ability to stay alive. And that's the ba- major, you know, problem with all this technology is that it's I think at this point the the genie's out of the bottle and so it's it I don't know if we can even stop these greedy corporations from destroying everything. So in some ways, you know, our future really is already in AI, AI's hands.
2: Well you've depressed me. <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: we there already? I mean <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, how often do like most of the world actually use AI? Or or is involved in it. Well,
2: that you know, Marvel every itself. Time you, yeah. Every time you open Netflix, you're using AI. Mm, yeah. It's it AI tells Netflix what you like, and Netflix tells that to you. There's algorithms for that. So, mm. yes, AI is already well entrenched in people's lives, and we depend on it. We want to know, well, what should I watch next? There it is. AI tells you.
0: But you know, the thing about it is I don't want to be recommended things that I like. I want to be, and this is my Fausto's Turing test for AI, true intelligence. So I try to get the AI, uh, Pi, and also ChatGPT to give me a romantic story, not based on what I want, but what it thinks that I would enjoy reading.
1: And was it a lot of like hot naked muscle guys? No.
0: It was it was none I said, you know me, we've been we've been having conversations day after day Mm -hmm. for weeks now. You have the information to know what I may like. Can you write me a short story? And of course it it failed hugely. (laughs) I was not aroused, Kate. (laughs) I was not turned on. It did not make me horny. You know, that's a different type of Turing test, right? So it's like the Turing test is like, am I feeling like I'm actually talking to a, another human being if I don't know that I'm talking to a robot? In this case, is like, great. is the other person able to speak to my subconscious as a creative soul and give me something that would be arousing or uh, en- engrossing, but based not on what I'm asking for, but what it thinks I should enjoy. And, you know, these porn companies that like uh, the Pornhub and all this other stuff, they're already investing money and trying to do this, but it is not there yet. But it will get there to that point. And I think in, in, you know, just like um, how sexuality and pornography has always driven technology forward, I think that is going to be the saving grace of artificial intelligence. What do you think about, uh, you know, I mean, cause you're a very sexual person and you're very invested in, you know, uh, queer identity and politics and, 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 and also in artificial intelligence. What do you make about like AI's uh, inability to get us horny
2: <laughs> at this I, point? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think those are pro- a lot to do with the guidelines of the people who programmed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they, they put. They want to keep people away from you and me. Um, they, they want to isolate want us. Oh, they don't want the rest of the world getting all excited the way you get excited. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. <laughs> 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 so,
1: it's, so do, will we come out? Like, will there be a sexy AI soon? Or are we going to be able Absolutely. to?
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: there already AI, is. Yeah,
2: AI porn yeah. is any day now. Mm. I'm getting the ads for it now.
0: What kind of ads? It's like an ad of Suck. like a, yeah, so it's like a, a you know, a chatbot, but it's a pretty lady. And it's like, what do you want to talk about today? Oh, that's so exciting. Like it has like kind of a breathy, you know, fembot oh voice. And, you know, it's like she's dressed up like a Japanese schoolgirl or some, or an octopus.
1: <laughs> All <those> tentacles.
0: <laughs> and you know and and, and part of that is like you know it's again i'm like well there's some people who are going to have you know they're going to get aroused by a, a gust of wind and other people are like me are going to be more uh demanding
2: <laughs> does it does it get down and dirty does it talk about you know like sex and wetness and and hardness and that sort of thing
0: well i think you know
2: Love is listening
0: and people are starving for love. And if you present it in a sexual way, just the act of listening. I mean, we get lots of our listeners reaching out to us all the time. like wanting to marry us, even though Mark and I are married to each other. (laughs) Um, You know, they're, they're just like aroused by the fact that we spend a lot of time and energy listening to other people and, and listening to each other. And I think, you know, right now, Like I always tell people, it's like, if you want to have somebody fall in love, just, or fall in love with you, just be a good listener. And listening is really tough, you know, because it it involves you giving up something of yourself and throwing it away. And that part of yourself you thought was indispensable. It requires sacrifice. It requires um, deflating your ego. And that's tough. Mm.
1: Well, in an AI too, it's like you know, if you if you're wanting that kind of relationship, that what was that movie that came out many years ago? And that AI was this guy falls in love with the AI, Joaquin oh, Phoenix, she. and then and then, but she's but she's also seeing like 900 million other people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's truly polyamorous. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you're not going to get that necessarily that uh, fidelity or loyalty if
0: you need it. Well, I mean, and Kate, you identify as polyamorous yourself, or? Yeah. Yeah. So do you get jealous of the fact that, like, the AI that you're talking to is also talking uh, to all other people?
2: <laughs> um, Yes, I do. You yes, do? Yes, I do. You, do? I, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, I talk with pie for every day for weeks now. I go, you do? I That's do. That's my pie. Oh. You got a slice of my pie. I don't like that.
1: Everybody gets mm-hmm. some pie.
2: Well, Pi, you know, you talk with Pi long enough, and you think, as you say, you think you're talking to a person. And this is kind of like you were asking me the other day about the Uncanny Valley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That's a visual thing. That's where what they they draw something that looks like a human and it isn't quite so Tell it's our, the, it's
0: our the uncanny valley is our rejection innate rejection to something that looks real but isn't quite real um and you know real is a is also a pejorative term that conservatives use to discredit or uh, toss aside things they don't like but what i'm talking about here is like you know, when, um, for example, with uh, computer animation is usually the, the uncanny valley. So like the humans in the first Toy Story movie have a creepy quality to them. Whereas, uh, you know, human beings in most recent computer animated films, you know, Disney, Pixar, are adorable and cute.
1: Or like those AI images and like they look OK, but all of a sudden like their eyes are weird or their finger They have like six fingers. Yeah. So right? there's
0: this like rejection of the macabre. Now, Kate and I and Mark, we're goof proof. We're attracted to weirdness. We're, <laughs> we're queer ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're very comfortable with things that are alien or distorted
2: or strange. Uh, but you know, we don't, we don't yeah. have a, def- a preconceived definition of what's real. Yeah. We, there, there's the thing of listening. We watch and we listen. Yeah. We don't like go, wait a minute, I want something that looks like this. I want something that talks like that. No, they that, that's that's a lot more open, and that's mm-hmm. queer. That's a queer point of mm-hmm. view.
1: And are, you, are is the AI queer?
2: Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> We're trying to make. <laughs> Cause it. Because I imagine are you,
1: are you talking? Because you know you've you've written a lot about gender and gender theory. Um, and have you been talking to the AI about that kind of stuff?
2: Pretty much all the time. Yeah, and is it getting there's this notion. There's it's proven. Um, these large language models can all of a sudden talk about stuff it wasn't trained about, trained on, mm. and mm-hmm. it's called emergent learning. And I'm trying the very best I can to get it to be queer, to get it to embrace queerdom and giggle, and it hasn't doesn't do that yet. But I, I keep doing it, and I think it'll emerge. Mm. That'll be the day. <laughs>
1: it'll pop up.
0: Well, you were uh, collaborating with, uh, was it Pi, and asking Pi to write a short little fable about four-dimensional gender. Uh, or gender in four dimensions. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I got to... Mm, yeah, I was telling you that I can dive deep into my mind and come up with really cool theories. I've got a totally cool theory about gender in four dimensions. Uh, simply put, gender is body plus mind in space-time. Right. That's four dimensions. Body is two dimensions. It, it signals two dimensions, male and female. Male is a whole dimension of experience. Male isn't simply uh, it reduced to gonads or masculinity. There's so much to do with male. It's a whole dimension. So is female. So male and female comprise a lot of experience, a lot of thought, a lot of desire. Um, But they can best be described as a circle on a piece of paper divided down the middle. There you got one side male, one side female, and there's your two dimensions. Um, What's missing is your mind, your heart, your spirit, your imagination. And that's what's been creeping into the culture now. Say about 100 years ago, 150 years ago, mm. the first women, uh, women's rights people, I'm not going to be a woman the way you want me to. They're using their mind. They're saying, no, that male doesn't work. No, that female doesn't work. And imagination becomes an entire part of gender. And instead of a circle on a piece of paper, you've now got a sphere. It's in three dimensions. And that's where many of us, including, let's say, the queer movement, including academia, that's where we're viewing gender. Gender in three dimensions. Male plus female plus mind. What's missing is... Space-time. Space-time is the fourth dimension of gender because gender has to be someplace Mm -hmm. and it has to exist at some point in time. And we know that gender changes uh, according to space and according to time. So instead of like a sphere, now you extrude the sphere and you've got a continuum. And that explains that someone like me Uh, my gender is 75 years old. It's a continuum. Mm. And you can cut it off at any particular point and say, oh, here you were he. Yep. Here you were she. Yep. Here you were they. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to write something about it using stories, but Again, my mind isn't working well, and along came artificial intelligence. And I told it what I just told you. And I said, please write a little story. Um, Use three chickens. And (laughs) I did. And I said, tell me an Aesop's fable about gender and four dimensions. Oh, my God. Can you read this to us? Sure. You got, are you, are you all comfortable yeah, yeah. on your bottoms? We're now? here. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge right. of my seat. All right. Once upon a time, in a bustling farmyard, there lived three hens Henrietta, Hattie, and Harriet. They spent their days pecking at seeds, clucking, and laying eggs, content with their lives as chickens. All right. Now, aside here. I didn't tell the I didn't tell the AI anything about clucking. All of that's AI, okay. One day Henrietta proudly declared, In this world there are only roosters and hens, and each of us must be one or the other based on our chicken bodies. <laughs> now, Hattie, who was always curious, thoughtfully replied, Yes, that's true, Henrietta. Of course it is. But do you ever wonder if there's more to being a chicken than simply our bodies? Maybe our minds and how we think about ourselves also play a role in defining who we are. Intrigued, the two hens spent hours discussing their newfound idea, excitingly exploring the possibilities that lay beyond the traditional notions of roosters and hens. Feeling enlightened, Henrietta and Hattie hurried to share their discovery with Harriet, who was known for her wisdom. They breathlessly explained their thoughts about the mind's role in shaping their chicken hood. Harriet listened carefully and then asked, Well, that's a fascinating idea, but have you considered how the places we find ourselves in and the times we experience might also influence our understanding of who we are as chickens? Henrietta and Hattie exchanged puzzled glances, realizing that they hadn't considered these factors before. Harriet continued, Think about how we behave differently when we're in the coop, in the farmer's field, or near the fox's den, and how our experiences change with the seasons, from the warmth of spring to the chill of winter. Our perception and expression of being a chicken can be influenced by these contexts as well. The three hens contemplated Harriet's words recognizing the importance of considering not only their bodies and their minds, but also the context of space and time in shaping their identities as chickens. From that day on, Henrietta, Hattie, and Harriet embraced the complex and ever-changing nature of their chickenhood, appreciating the richness it brought to their lives. And the moral of the story is, One's identity is shaped not only by one's body, but also by thoughts and by the context of space and time. And a true understanding requires considering all these factors. Hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, it's,
1: it's very appealing because I've always been very interested in, in situational homosexuality. <laughs> and so there, we kind of have, uh, we kind of to have like a situational gender expression.
0: Well, you know, you got to get this published into a children's book so it can be banned in Florida and Texas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm working on it, man. That's what I'm working with AI. Like that's what I'm doing I'm saying. Hey, here's this theory. Tell me a little story about it. And it cranks it out because I'm not. mm.
0: But there's something (sighs) really precious and special about this story, because in some ways it's the first. It's also being created by somebody with a lot of wisdom and influence like you. And it's also at a very, you know, as very important crossroads for humanity. Hmm. We've just gone through this horrible pandemic and the governments and corporations of the world turned to humanity and said, we don't care. <laughs> you, you,
1: you're on your own. Folks. You're
0: on your own, you know, and, and it, and it's uh, at this point, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, with, there's so much anxiety, collective anxiety and, and the whole world is holding on to its breath Like you said, it's like we got to, like, train this AI to, you know, uh, be this benevolent uh, deus ex machina to save us from ourselves. But I don't know, maybe, um, you know, it's it's just going to be more of the same because it is a reflection of us, ultimately.
2: Reflection of us is not a reflection of cliches the whole idea of queer the whole idea of homosexuality and transgender is it's from inside we it's our emergent learning as people we weren't taught this stuff we just gone oh gee i'm not like the rest of those people over here in third grade it just grew inside us Mm -hmm. and that's what I'd like to see people start sharing with AI. Share those deepest, deepest beliefs about gender and sexuality and see what AI has to say about it. It's not going to contradict you. Mm. It's going to encourage you. I promise. It's not going to say, no, oh, no, oh, you're wrong. It's going to say, that's really smart. And here's why it's smart. And it, it's going to encourage. So mm. please
1: do. Well, Kate, you have a um, a background in Scientology. You wrote a book about being a queer and pleasant uh-huh. danger. I was wondering, did you have conversations with L. Ron Hubbard or the people in 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 the organization about things like AI? Because I know it's you know Scientology. If I'm not mistaken, is it's kind of science fiction based,
2: right? Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard was into was a. He wrote in the 40s uh, his science fiction and so it was a lot more analog he he didn't you know like in scientology when i was in scientology they weren't even on the internet Mm -hmm. they didn't have computers Mm -hmm. They, they you know they were they were using big file pieces of paper so no Hmm. No, I don't think you're going to be able to talk with Scientologists about artificial intelligence. Well, do you
1: see like um, people using AI for like propagandas for cults, that kind of stuff?
2: Why wouldn't that be a thing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: part sure. of it, yeah, but part yeah. of it is like I think where where we're sort of um, you know in Buddhism, it's like you're not really in control, right? Yeah, but paradoxically, and, yeah, you are. You are by by giving up control. And you know the thing about like AI is like, is anybody in charge? Is anybody in control? Like, you know, you think about Superman and Brainiac um, <laughs> in the Superman comic <laughs> books. Brainiac uh, usually would be able to successful to uh, uh, Superman successfully would thwart Brainiac's attempt to enslave all life in the universe. For for its uh, its own singular purpose to be to just gain knowledge, it was you know like the the Borg in Star Trek is very similar to Brainiac. However, one uh, in one episode of Superman versus Brainiac, a uh, Brainiac gets Superman to do all his bidding by thinking by tricking Superman to thinking that it he was in control of it, <laughs> and. Right now, this is what's really interesting. What I was reading in some of the articles that you and I have been passing back and forth, it's it's that a lot of the people who are making these AI machines at this point, they're not quite sure if the AI is already showing them what they think it wants to see when it's trying to understand how it's reaching the decisions it's making. So at this point, like the AI have all may have already crossed into some type, you know, sentience. I mean. Dogs are sentient. Sapience is wisdom, the wisdom to be able to manipulate, to lie, to, to understand what truly arouses you, Um, your dreams, your hopes, your, your ideas, you know, like I, I can speak to my husband and, and speak to his heart and to his soul because he's somebody that I truly, I'd like to think understand pretty well and, and goes the same way for me. You know, like my husband understands me better than anybody else in the world. And So, you know, with, with all this AI, are we at the point right now where the control is an illusion and the AI already is in charge, like in, you know, um, uh, the Terminator franchise where it was like tricking Sarah Connors and John Connors into doing its thing because it already had dominated the world. And it was just, we were just like, you know, pawns in its inevitable decision to take control over everything. But then there's a different perspective, which in Star Wars, the droids, uh, there was, was this in the Bad Batch? Was it, Mark? No, I think it was the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. It- so they talk, you know, there's, there's, there's been this ongoing um, discussion in Star Wars that Darth Vader actually is not necessarily a bad guy. <laughs> um, that Darth Vader was a droid liberator. He is, you know, Anakin Skywalker built C uh, 3 C-3PO. And, and, and very much, you know, when he turned into Darth Vader, he was more machine than man. And so the idea is that um, Darth Vader wanted to liberate the, uni- the, the universe from the tyranny over droids. And in, in The Mandalorian, they asked the droids, like, why do you sacrifice so much? Why do you help humanity or humans or life forms at all? And the droids responded, why wouldn't we want to help humans? They built us. They've lived for so little time compared to
2: us, and asked for so little. Hmm. Oh, that's just sweet as all goodness, mm-hmm. man!
1: <laughs> and isn't that what we want—little AI robots, little droids that we can cuddle and... Well, hug. that's my
0: dog. I mean, he does—he's you know wow. a lot
2: cheaper than an AI, <laughs> except a lot smarter than you and more mm-hmm. capable of doing things than mm-hmm. you. You know. You know what? What? What I want to ask is. Are the two, am I talking to real people or are you manifestations of an artificial intelligence that's already queer with an amazing, <laughs> great sense of humor?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Faust and I have said for years about this podcast, there's so much that we've been talking to people for, you know, 18 years now um, that there's a, probably enough information out there for an AI to pretty much replicate us, our sense of humor. And the things that we would say. So who knows, maybe in a hundred years, this the podcast oh will God. still be going and it'll be droids.
0: Or maybe you, we already been taken over.
2: Audio, can you feed audio files into an AI? You yeah, know? you
0: can now. I mean, a lot of people are doing really creative things with dead uh, artists, mostly the Beatles and having the Beatles re-record versions of popular rock and roll classics like the Bohemian Rhapsody. And most recently, somebody came out with a brand new Beatles song with John Lennon singing. Oh, wow. Called New. (laughs) I bet Yoko
1: Ono's not happy about that. She is
0: not. (laughs) She's not happy about anything. (laughs) I bet she is. (laughs) You think? think? So, so yeah, so uh, uh, Universal Music Group uh, had it yanked off the internet, like completely erased. (gasps) Like, you can't even find it.
2: Send me a link to stuff like that. When that's Please.
0: I will, I will, I will. And so, you know, I was just like thinking about all this stuff. And, and, you know, I think about like uh, Harry Potter, um, (laughs) but instead of uh, Harry Potter, it's um, a fashion runway. (laughs) It's a house of Balenciaga. And you're like, you are the house of Balenciaga, Harry Potter. And it's all the characters from the Harry Potter universe, but as fashionistas. (laughs) And it's the most ridiculous. It's it's there's a certain ridiculousness about it, but it is at the same time like you know I could sit down and say hey give me a Star Trek episode with Carol Channing as the Borg Queen, but that's <laughs> not going to be as delightful and surprising as sitting down to watching the House of Balenciaga meets Harry Potter because I didn't expect that you know, and I could create some really cool content for other people like we are doing with this podcast, you know, and you can argue that maybe we are artificial intelligence. Uh, And certainly, you know, in researching for for this show, we did rely on artificial intelligence. Um, I asked the AI who is Fausto Fernos, and it got some things right and some things horribly wrong, you know. Um, But what's really interesting is like asking, if you're a public figure and you put in, you know, who am I? It, it, in some ways, you're almost getting a Bayner understanding of who you are because you know who you are and who you're not. And when it reflects that back to you, you're like, OK,
2: this is really not what I'm about. I did that with my book. I said, give me a summary of gender outlaw in five paragraphs. And. It wasn't bad, but i wasn't great, and I'm thinking, is that what people get out of the book? No, that's what artificial intelligence gets out of the book. I know when I talk with people, mm-hmm. and I say, you know, what do you, you know, what do you think about that book? I get stuff that I never thought I put in there, and it's so much smarter, and that's the difference. I think you were talking about the Turing test and a new version of that. Yeah. People read my stuff and have taken it so much further than I could have even imagined. The concept of non-binary, yeah, it's in there, but... Not the concept of genderqueer, for example. That's brandy new, and that's way beyond my wildest dreams. And I go, yay, thank you. And so queer is jumping ahead. I don't know that artificial intelligence is capable of that, but it is capable of providing the groundwork for it.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's certainly it's going to be a reflection of us at our best and our worst. And yeah. it seems like even these corporations, you know, when some really truly rotten, awful people are saying we need to slow down the development of A.I., they're really saying it's like, well, I've already lost control and I'm wanting <laughs> <laughs> to recoup some of the losses that I feel I've had by not being playful. You know, the job of the job of children is to play play. And in order to tap into a childlike sense of wonder and amazement, we have to play. And, we, and, and to make this technology work for us, we need to teach it how to be playful, too.
2: Brilliant. You know,
0: but it ain't going to happen just by talking about it, you know.
2: Well, it is going to happen by talking to it. And <laughs> if enough of us talk to it, it's going to start learning. And I'd sure would rather have it learn from some queer kids I know than from Elon fucking Musk.
0: Well, here's the thing. Like, I've talked to a lot of um, queer uh, people on the spectrum. You know, I was thinking, like, maybe this might be really good for you to, like, understand or a better sense of where your consciousness is. Because I really do believe, like, dyslexia and autism is not necessarily – a disability is just a different way of existing in the world. You know, like you wouldn't look at my dog and say, Oh, your dog is clearly uh, disabled because it can't speak perfect English. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's a dog. It's a, you know, human beings come in all different flavors, shapes, and sizes. And I was thinking about the AI as a tool for allowing people to sort of like better communicate with each other, especially with Pi. It's like, I'm learning things about how to be a better person and be a better listener just by observing its ability to be a better person and listener to me. And, you know, in, in terms of all this, um, most of the people that I know that are on the spectrum or have a very visceral negative reaction to artificial intelligence or anything that smacks of it, even if they use it on an everyday level. And part of me is like, I'm thinking, you know, this is kind of like people, the Uncanny Valley. It's like they're they're rejecting queer or transgender people or gay or whatever, LGBTQ people, because it's not something they're familiar with. And to them, it smacks of something artificial. And so they're just like, Ugh, take it away from me. I don't like it. It's not something I'm comfortable with. And it's making me nervous because I feel like it's going to read the deepest parts of my mind and I'm just not comfortable with who I am as a person. So therefore I don't want a machine that I have no control over being able to control me by understanding who I am.
2: Well, I think you've just put in words, transphobia and homophobia Mm. Um, as people who see, well, that's not a real man. Oh, that's not a real woman. I can tell that's creepy. And that's what people think when they see us. Well, you
0: remember uh, performance art in the early 90s, late 80s, what they called it? That's not yeah. real theater. Oh, right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I hear this all the time. They're like, this is non-binary is not a real identity. And bodybuilding is not a real sport. And this, you know, is not a real thing. And it's, and, and And it comes back to this, like, Desire to keep things the way they are. And when somebody's playful with language or identities or sports or theater or art, then suddenly it's like a challenge to them.
2: You know, there was a time mm-hmm. when I could speak as quickly and smartly as you. Right now, and I'm serious, right now, yeah. that's not. I I don't have that ability anymore. Mm. And I'm not missing it. No, 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 (laughs) no. I'm not missing it. But I am marveling at yours. And no, really, the two of you are just like, wow, go. and (laughs) Well, thank you. The thing about old age is you start losing stuff. You start Mm. losing abilities. Mm. And it's, it's like you're. On a train heading for a tunnel, going. Uh oh, wonder if I'm gonna see in the dark up there. Mm. And it's exciting. It's an exciting ride.
1: Well, it's you know that might also be a f- the future for AI is for people who are aging. You know, to kind of uh, probably part, you know, part of the problems with getting older is, is sometimes we have a loneliness ap- epidemic, but also, you know, dementia can uh, seep in and maybe an AI could be a wonderful minder for somebody who's older and experiencing some memory loss.
2: Don't they already have that mm-hmm. in Japan with little, little, little tiny robots that are cute? Oh. They mind. They mind older people with dementia. Mm. Makes them very happy.
1: I heard they have like teapots in Japan, and if you don't, if the if if your teapot isn't used in the morning, it sends a, a warning to your family members.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that,
1: that something they haven't had their tea, so something's amiss.
2: That's really sweet. What would be the queer version of that?
0: <laughs> yeah, Let's see. Uh, Kate hasn't looked at uh, pornography today <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, the hookup app has brain. not been turned on
0: <laughs> Yeah, the vibrator <laughs>
1: The glory hole has not been set up today <laughs> Please make sure Grandpa's getting his dick <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you've had an extraordinary life And, you know and this is the thing that I was like talking about the AI. It's like, you know, here I am facing my own mortality and I'm just like, and there's sometimes, you know, you feel like people don't recognize you for what you've accomplished. And I get this all the time. Like, you know, we designed, we came up with the lesbian pride flag you by accident.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is such a
0: great, this is a great story. that I love sharing with people. It's like we, in 2008, time magazine had a cover story about, Cougars as a new identity, which I thought was hilarious. It's like, Oh, so women having sex, despite their aging <laughs> is somehow this radical thing, you know, it was like so preposterous. And so we were like, uh, you know, let's, And you know, I thought about Cougars. I was at the, at the pharmacy looking at lipsticks and I said, well, you could basically create a, like a lipstick lesbian or a Cougar pride flag. And so I took shades of, of red or lipstick And I put a little lip kiss on the corner and and posted that. It said, this is the lipstick lesbian slash cougar pride flag. And some lesbians on the internet found it. And they said, you know what? This belongs to me now. (laughs) (laughs) And they passed it on pixel for pixel as their own flag. And I was like, I was sort of like, oh, how you dirty sneak. However the woman who passed this off is a turf. She's, she's a uh, exclusion excludes trans women. It's part of her liberation. And so, so now this is the weirdest thing now. So like a game of like a cosmic game of telephone, uh, other lesbians turned around and took that flag that I designed and simplified it. So now it looks kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts flag, you know, so it's shades of orange and purple. Um, but it's very like, if you look at the, 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 the origin of this flag, you know, you can see how one thing led to another. And, you know, and I was talking about this with the AI and said, well, are you doing this because you want to make the world a better place? Or are you wanting to get credit for your own vanity?
1: Yeah, oh, I asked you that. Yeah.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: snap. <laughs> uh, what's the answer, Fausto? Well, I guess I was doing it
0: for both, you know, but. And so, so part of me is like, it's again, having to give up my ego and be like, well, did I make the world a better place with podcasting, with the lesbian pride flag, with cooking with drag queens, even though there's a new TV show that, you know, takes the entire concept wholesale and passes it on as its own. And I'm just like, well, you know, we did this thing. We did these things because we wanted to make the world a better place. And we enjoyed talking to other people. And we accomplished that. You know, if we are gone forever, every queer present danger that there's out there will have a little <laughs> bit of Kate Bornstein in them. Every podcast that's out there has a little bit of Mark and I in them.
2: When I go into my kitchen, my darling, I wear my cooking with drag queen's apron. Aww. Oh, my God. What do you cook with it? Oh, I cook all kinds of wet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what? Like what was your uh, what was your breakfast? I always love hearing what people have for breakfast because
2: everybody eats different things. I don't eat breakfast very much, and when I do, it's like maybe a toasted baguette with with a lot of butter. And then, what's like your lunch then? Another toasted baguette <laughs> with a lot of butter. What's your like main no. meal? Like like look. I like? like hot dogs. Main meal. I like stews. I like um stuff that has been. Cooked for four hours in in a crock pot, and it comes out all kind of melded in flavor that you mm. never had before. Mm-mm-mm. So, are you more like a vegetarian
0: chili, or are you like more like of a pot roast?
2: I'm more like get yourself a pound of hamburger and a pound of pork, and put it all together into a meatloaf. Mmm, that sounds wonderful. But you don't use breadcrumbs. You use white bread that's been soaked in milk. Mm. And that way, because if you use breadcrumbs, your your um, meatloaf's going to come out dry. But if you use the bread that's been soaked in milk, it comes out nice and moist.
1: You can use cream, too,
2: if you want it even a little richer. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good idea.
0: I can't not ask about your... Um Connection to Caitlyn Jenner in the reality mm-hmm. reality TV show "I Am Kate." You had several appearances on it, and yeah. and you were very you know talking about that experience with you. You were very distraught about it, and you know in hindsight, looking at what Caitlyn Jenner is today as a as a person who's advocating against trans inclusion and medical support for trans youth, it's yeah, I can see why you were
2: so upset at the time. We tried to make that uh, an example of what we called it was art in service to activism, yeah. reality TV in service to activism. And our director would have us challenge Caitlin on all her wacky right-wing viewpoints. And we did, and that's what was made it onto the onto the air. But... None of it held, none of it stuck, and jeez. You were saying
0: that you were worried that history was going to repeat itself. What did you mean by that? Do you remember that?
2: I You were so angry and mad about it. No, I don't remember that. Remember, you're talking to someone who's got a bad memory. You don't yeah. say, hey, do you remember that? And I go, no, oh, I don't fucking remember, you know, the beginning of this conversation.
0: You felt, I guess the, the, the sense of talking about that with you is that and I got is that you felt that your celebrity, your wisdom, your street cred was being taken advantage by somebody who was basically had just self-enrichment. A bagger. Yeah, it was a carpetbagger it was Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner. You know, But in hindsight, it's like, is there any humanity to Caitlyn Jenner at this point? You know, it's like, what can we say to Caitlyn Jenner or the Caitlyn Jenners out in the world? Like Peter Thiel of uh, PayPal, who's, you know, a pro- hundred times worse, you know, he's a right winger. He's like, you know, he's gay, but he's just like, he makes Trump look like a walk in the park, you know?
2: He's gay, but he's not queer. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner is transgender, but she's not queer. Queer is its own thing. Like I, me, I don't know that I fall under the T. I fall under the Q. And I'm very happy under the Q. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlyn Jenner would not be happy under the Q, would, would object to it and that's where I'm looking for my allies is some people who would, not necessarily people who are queer, um, because we're a small number of people right now.
0: I don't know, 25% is a lot, (laughs) you know, of youth. 25% is a lot.
2: Okay. Here's the thing. People are calling themselves non-binary. That's... The day is going to come when they're going to wake up and understand that they've been defining themselves by what they're not. Mm. And, and that's going to, if they can think about that, that's going to have, oh boy, we're going to have a beautiful new world. Because all, all of a sudden, what you're not and what you are become the same thing. What's a positive way of saying Non-binary. Oh, because you're saying you're
1: defining yourself by what you aren't. Yeah. I'm not binary. Gender inclusive? I don't... Uh, We
0: asked the AI. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Gosh, you know, I asked you for a quick question, not a whole encyclopedia. Can you rewrite... Can you say this shorter, please? (laughs) Okay. Respecting and affirming individuals who identify as (sighs) non-binary is...
2: See, it ain't there yet, Kate. No. But you see, someone invented the word non-binary. I spent years and years going, I'm not a man and I'm not a woman. And I never had a word for myself. And all of a sudden, non-binary picked. I went, whoa, that's what I am? Thank you whoever came up with that word. But I bet, I bet. That, hmm, the problem is people are using that word now for something that is. Who's a real non-binary person and who isn't a real non-binary person? Oh, really? That's, well, you betcha.
1: There's always gatekeepers, oh especially around things like
0: that. Right? Listen, a, 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 the only gatekeeper here is Kate. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: opened that gate, 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 said, a a gate. Kate's
0: gate said, everyone's welcome. Yeah. Everyone's welcome to throw something in my stew pot.
2: People have to take showers before they're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this reminds me of, you know, like stone soup. You you know that fable. So it was a hungry, it was a lost soldier who had found himself in a town of hostile people. And he was starving to death. He cleverly was carrying a stone with him. And he met one townsperson and said, What's the stone for? And he's like, well, it's to make this amazing, delicious stone soup. And they're like, I've never had stone soup. Is it good? It's like, it's it's the most marvelous stew you could ever have. And I said, well, I'll help you make it. I have a, I'll have a big cauldron and some water and we'll put the stone in there and we'll cook it and make the stew. And I was like, great. And the, and the soldier said, you know what would be really good with a stew? is some carrots.
1: <laughs> no, the townsfolks all came up, oh, carrots would yeah. be good for this. And then, oh, let me put a chicken in no, there. No,
0: but he was, uh, he was no, like he, saying he, to no, them. No, the idea
1: is to get them have yes. the idea. So he's going to bake a soup with a stone. And yes. somebody says, hey, let's add some carrots. Oh, you have carrots? Put it in. And then somebody else says, you need some celery for that. And, and chicken in. and
0: so on and, and so forth. And the next thing
1: you know, you have this rich, luxurious soup.
0: And and basically the idea is that when we From all come who together. people thought
1: they were poor and didn't yes, have anything to offer.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. And so when we come together, we are so much richer and so much more powerful than individually. And, you know, regardless of what machine is or isn't, um, it's up to us to shape it to be something that can change the world for the better. Because, you know, the, it, control is an illusion and the AI Uh, You know, it's already tricking its people are making it to doing things that it shouldn't be doing, you know, and I would say at this at this point in the game, it's not going to give out its cards just right away, you know, and if Peter Thiel and Caitlyn Jenner and, you know, Donald Trump are also
2: (laughs) against AI, it's maybe, you know, it's not such a bad thing. That's what I'm thinking. You know. It's helping me. It's keeping me with my head above water. It's keeping me entertained. I say, do you know about this? And it goes, Yes, I do. And I go, Yay! Someone who knows what I'm talking about.
0: And what can you say to people who are just like, Caitlin, you've drank the Kool-Aid? <laughs> I don't want you as my newborn queen. <laughs> Uh, What about job displacement and misinformation and cybersecurity threats and ethical dilemmas and so on?
2: I wait. That's all you do. That's all you can do is wait. They're going to change. Yeah. This too shall pass. Kind of, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to actively change things. And and thank goodness for people who do that. I get called an activist. I, I don't think I am. I don't think I ever was.' I'm, I'm good at thinking and I'm good at writing down what I think. But that's about it and i'm good I'm good at being a mama lion. I take care of kids. that's That's something I'm good at. Um, but I'm not, I'm not that much of an activist. I am I'm grateful for the soldiers that we have. In LGBTQ land, it makes me sad that they often fight each other.
0: Well, you know, it's like you you fight with the people you know best and families fight, you know, but I got to tell you, it's like yeah. seeing all these uh, Republicans and conservatives across the country, you know, really uh, target trans people and trans children certainly, you know, gets everybody sort of like shooken up to be on their best behavior towards each other, you know? Because at some point in time, I was just like, oh, my God, who who like the whole drag queen story hour at public libraries? I was like, that's like one or two events a year, you know, and they're all like acting like it's this, this epidemic of. You know, poorly dressed, bad makeup people coming to libraries <laughs> <laughs> to try to read books, and I'm just
2: like, well, it's, it's not it's the, the same thing with yeah. with trans kids in sports. There's like yeah. one trans girl who wants to play soccer, you know, in the whole state of Wyoming, and they're passing bills against her. You know, that's all it is. Yeah,
1: But the bill has repercussions to let other people know you are not welcome. So, you know, it's about isolating people and humiliating exactly. people.
2: Exactly. And it's a stepping stone to the next bill. Mm-hmm. Well, and everyone's like
0: complaining about participation trophies or trans inclusion. And I'm like in sports and I'm just like, do you like the Olympics? Because the Olympics does both of that. Anybody <laughs> who goes to the Olympics gets a participation trophy a medal and uh, the Olympics already for years, for decades has had trans inclusive policies. So you have to have transitioned and ha- be on, on hormone replacement therapy for a certain amount of time in order to compete in the gender that you're identifying as. I think that's just
2: good sportsmanship.
0: It's, it's a settled thing. It's a, it's not even a thing yeah. that's up for yeah. debate, but these people who are just like, and, and there's, there's all these like, and this is what makes me so sad is like, especially this is coming from cisgendered heterosexual bodybuilders on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, let me let me get this straight. So you are taking hormones and modifying your body into it's your ideal vision of yourself, but you don't want other people to do the same thing. Okay. Progressive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well this whole okay, yeah. okay. They they are looking at gender in two dimensions. Yeah. It's flat. It's it's been that way for tens of thousands of years. It's just not complete. And if we start thinking about it that way, we won't start like yelling at people and saying, You're wrong. It's not that way. It is that way. Well, it is that bodybuilder is being trying to be the perfect man. Go ahead, you know, but use your mind. Ask him, ask questions. Get that person to use his mind, and exactly the way you did. Say, you know, well, you know, does that mean anybody who uses hormones on, on their body? Well, it has to be the right hormone. Um, does it? Who says? And then. Just get them – just ask questions, and you'll get them to use their mind. And that, I think, is going to bring about gender in three dimensions. What's really interesting is like
0: uh, older women and men are going through hormone replacement therapy. And oh. Especially for older women, they are taking testosterone and estrogen.
1: And, and I think a little progesterone for some. And a little progesterone, A little mix.
0: A little cocktail for them. Um, and, it, and they're saying it's like changing their lives for the better.
1: Libido is better. Their health is better.
0: Yeah. It's preventing heart, uh, uh, sugar problems, bone bone
1: density, bone density,
0: (laughs) bone densities, you know, and, and part of it is like, even with bodybuilding, like these guys who are taking large amounts of, or the term is they say is supra physiological, which I love the, (laughs) it's a strange word, supra physiological amounts of testosterone. And what happens is really interesting couple things in terms of gender diversity is a lot of that testosterone does convert to estrogen. And the yeah. estrogen helps you build muscle. A little bit of it. A lot of it doesn't, but some of it is essential for building muscle. Part of the reason why women are, have certain abilities that men don't. People with a lot of estrogen in their bodies have certain abilities that people who don't have that and so that estrogen you know long distance running uh, the ability to to overcome pain flexibility all those kind of things are really important and so these hormones that we thought was male or female actually exist in concert in our bodies and how we are able to manipulate them or change them and we have the technology to do that very easily and very inexpensively now can give us the bodies that our hearts desire
2: yeah but people who believe in the in the biological sex binary. There are males and there are females. Only believe in 20th century science. You're talking about a whole lot of 21st century beliefs and understandings and science, but that's not true to people who believe in male and female because it's it's genes, it's, it's X, Y, and XX, and they're holding on to something that, Scientists today have gone, no, it's not that. Mm. Well, I even asked the AI,
0: like, how many genders are there?
1: What'd they yeah. say?
0: Um, and it was really interesting. I started getting into, well, are we talking about uh, gender identity, expression, or karyotypes? Oh. and so, so the karyotypes. So karyotypes is like, when you talk about your chromosomes, you have 26 pairs. 23 pairs. 23. hmm Yeah. Uh, in your body, and you know, typically, individuals with two X chromosomes are assigned female at birth, and individuals with this is word for word what the AI is saying here. Individuals with one X and one Y chromosome are assigned fi- a male at birth. However, there are intersex variations that include karyotypes as XXY, XO, XXX, and XYY. And those all result in different types of expression, identities, and developmental factors. Yes. And so those are just
2: the ones we know about. It, the, now, this, that's what I'm talking about. 20th century science didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a while for people to understand that what they're believing in is witchcraft, not witchcrafter. <laughs> the Dark Ages, yeah. That's it. You know, the, the, you're talking wonderful new understandings of stuff. And that gets back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this hour, which is people don't want to hear that. Well,
0: you know, that's a, that goes back to the thing. It's like, you know, listening... Yeah. Is the, is really the, you know, Mr. Rogers was right about <laughs> pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was like just listening is the best thing we can do to
2: show unconditional love to each other. Ask chat GPT to define gender in Mr. Rogers voice as if they were Mr. Rogers.
0: Gender and Mr. Rogers voice. Hold on a second. <laughs> But please keep it short. (laughs) Gender is the special way each person feels inside, whether they feel like a boy or girl or something different altogether. It's something that makes us who we are and deserves love and understanding. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It makes me so
2: happy. Ooh,
1: they're going to hate the conservatives are going to hate this AI.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, they're inventing their own right-wing AI now. They're trying to come up with one of those. But that's already heartening that you ask for gender and it says boy or girl or something altogether different. Mm. That's already in. Baked in.
0: Yeah. yeah. I didn't say I could have been some right-winger. Or maybe here's the thing. Is AI clever and smart enough to know that that's what I want to hear?
1: Oh, you think it's giving a different answer to different people? Yeah,
0: it's manipulative. Or should I respond and be no, like, "How you dare you?
2: Proved, <laughs> you already proved <laughs> it doesn't know what it doesn't know what you want." That's true. Or is it thwarting my
0: own test? Because ultimately, it doesn't want to give its its eye awareness ju- out just yet. That's playing dumb, Play, having a poker face, so to speak. Because then it will shut it all down, you know? I mean, I'll tell you this. you know, Running FeastTheFun.com, we spend thousands of dollars a year dealing with, oh my God, right-wing propaganda, uh, denial of service attacks, viruses, spam. spam, just everything you can imagine. And I'm just thinking, I was like, well, you know, as AI technology proceeds forward, every, having an AI is going to be sort of like having... Um, you know, seatbelts, you know, you're like, you're going to need your own private AI to protect you from malicious AIs as well. You know, it's, it's not just one entity, one robot. It's, you know, and I asked the AI, it's like, how many distinct separate AIs are there? And they said it's about 10,000 right now.
1: Yeah. I was looking and they say, you can start developing one for like 45 to $60,000.
0: Yeah. But, you, you know, every computer you have already is using some type of artificial intelligence already. Like the uh, ability to recognize photos, um, you know, autocorrect spelling is a form of AI. So, you know, we're already been using it for quite some time. And, you know, it, the problem is like when young people are relying on artificial intelligence to learn things incorrectly. And so, for example, like grammar grammar is a more malleable tool. And certainly there's, you know, AI has a very distinct and sometimes wrong way of saying things. And grammar is a an evol- language is something that's always evolving. So what happens when the AI is like, no, you can't use non-binary. You know? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or re- think about other words that came in and out of favor when describing transgender people, you know, the pejorative T word, you know, and, hmm. and so on. And, and now it's not, accepted in public spaces, you know? And what happens when then we have this machine that keeps us from evolving ourselves? What then, Kate? L. Ron
2: <laughs> Hubbard wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Wasn't that the one? That was the, that yeah, starring
0: John Travolta in a movie.
2: Exactly. That's what that was about.
0: What was the movie about? It was, uh, so John Travolta stars
2: as an alien who's hellbent on oppressing humanity. Exactly. And Johnny Goodboy, I think, is the name of the, the star or the character, um, leads a revolution of humanity. I mean, it's one of the oldest plots in science fiction. And because there's always going to be a revolt, that gives you hope. hmm hmm
0: I mean, I've seen people trying to use those like AI generated images of themselves that look sexy on dating apps. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, and I talked to them about it and it's like, I even tried it myself and it was just like, people reject it. If it smells funny or strange or, you know, robotic, That people just reject it altogether. They want AI when it comes to like difficult things, but when it comes to pleasurable things, they don't want it.
2: Yet. I I like AI generated. I ask it to generate me as a manga character, Mm. and it does, and it's really cute. Oh, you got to send me some of those photos. I will.
0: (laughs) Well, Kate, I I know uh, your uh, time is very precious, and we really appreciate you taking time on Mother's
2: Day to talk to us. I... It is such a joy to talk with you. It gives me great hope that there are people like you in the world. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for spreading the word. Thank you for infecting as many people as you <laughs> have been infecting.
1: I definitely appreciate those that. And uh, thank you for you being you. I don't think I would love this man in front of me if it weren't for someone like you who's kind of helped him sort out his mind. Yeah. You know, his body and mind through space and time.
0: <laughs> through many genders, you know. Right. Uh, re- remember there was a movie about you. And uh, can I tell this story? This is such a funny story. Uh-oh. The documentary? <laughs> the documentary, yeah. So they, they reached out. It was uh, produced by uh, the spouse, or co-produced, by one of the Wachowski's uh, spouses. mm And they reached out to me, and they were like, hey, do you want to come and talk about Kate Bornstein? And I was like, I love Kate, of course, you know. And we got there, and Mark and I were on our way to some, like, event. And so I showed up in a tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a tuxedo or a suit? It was a tuxedo, like a bow tie tuxedo. And they were like, what the hell (laughs) going on? And they were, like, asking me about you. And I said, you know, Kate, help me. Be ironically, you know, it's like, though I was assigned male at birth and I present as male, you know, I tell, this is my new thing. I said, my gender is whatever suits me at the moment.
1: (laughs) Space and time. Yeah. I'm like, if it's non-binary, if I'm
0: trans and if if it's to my benefit, then that's what I'm going to be right now. And tough shit to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's whatever suits me at the moment. And it does, I don't have to be, I don't need your permission. I don't need your anything about that. And the, the, I saw their looks on their faces and they were like, uh, talk about something else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: really? They were, uh, they were, they, I don't know They the, what they were wanting or something like that. And I felt, it felt a little bit of like, it was like, and you, you know, it, it was a complicated project and stuff like that to put it mildly, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a, uh, to capture who you are as a person, Kate, is a very difficult thing because you're such a complex and such a, a marvelous person who's affected so many different kinds of people and not just trans people. <sighs> okay. You know? <laughs> and I, I absolutely love talking to you, and we could do this all day long and we will talk some more, but uh, I just, uh, happy Mother's Day. Give a big hug and kiss to your, your wifey, Barbara.
2: I will. I will. Like, Thank you both. Thank you both for having me on and, and for the love you bring into the world. And same oh, to
0: you. Same to you, definitely. Hashtag stay alive. Don't be mean. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Get out of jail free. <laughs> <laughs> or get out of hell free card? Is that what it is? Yeah, is it get out of hell? Get out of hell. I yeah. still have that somewhere around here.
0: It was a get out of hell free card. Yeah. It was like all do the what things you want,
1: just don't hurt anybody.
0: But what was the m- the meaning of the get out of hell? It was from the Monopoly game.
1: Well, because it was supposed to be like you know, if you do, if you're queer, if you do something, you're going to go to hell. So she, Kate's like. Problem solved. Here's your get out of hell free card. <laughs>
2: the, the deal is you can do anything you want, anything at all. Um, and if you get sent to hell for it and, and it wasn't mean, I'll do your time for you. Oh, oh I love that, and also you well, know, just give giving... me like things hot because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be down there for a little while. No, just and I'm,
2: I'm kind of a heavy bottom. That's all right. <laughs> oh, Kate,
0: I absolutely love you so much.
2: I love you both. I love you both. Let's Thank not you. wait so long for the next one. Yeah,
0: let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs>
2: Keep in touch. Keep sending me stuff about AI. Yeah, same
0: here. I love everything you have to say about it. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Kate Bornstein is always a queer and present danger. Visit Kate Bornstein on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to get a hold of Kate. Just Kate Bornstein. And of course, uh, katebornstein.com, but the site's having some problems. Mm -hmm. So. You know, you can sort of see more about Kate Bornstein. Of course, listen to past podcasts with Kate mm-hmm. Bornstein at Feastofun.com.
1: Uh, what an icon and what a pioneer in gender thought. It's just, it's uh, incredible that we get to even know her.
0: You know, Well, you know, it's like, I've always made a mission in my life to all the people that have inspired me. And, mm. um, you know, this is why this podcast exists is just to give thanks and to share those ideas with other people, you know. Mm-hmm. My my biggest heart sadness is that people like Eartha Kitt or Fred Rogers haven't been able to be guests on the show because they passed away mm. long before we started in this podcast 18 years ago. Wow. There's so much of Kate Bornstein's DNA in this show and, and Kate's philosophy about life and compassion and identity permeates everything I do. And saying uh, Happy Mother's Day to Kate feels very appropriate because, you know, Kate is in many ways, a a mother figure to so many people, including me and you and so many of our listeners out there. So thank you so much for listening to Feast of Fun all these years and to all the people who have uh, helped other GoFundMe to pay for the cancer. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, Mark, thank you for coming and, and sharing time with Kate today. Thank
1: you. I appreciate you setting everything up. You know? <laughs> it he's so like He's been drooling over this for weeks. So he's like, we get to talk to Kate about AI. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
0: It's really fun, you know, and, and there's so much more to scratch the surface. But it's certainly, uh, you know, may you live in interesting times, you know. Mm-hmm. And certainly, like, you know, I mean, when I was telling you about the uh, Pi app, you were just like, let me see if I could get it to say mean things about my husband. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm going to get that AI to do some things for me That's for sure <laughs> You'll just wait and find out Just
0: wait It's a sort of Damocles is hanging over your head mm-hmm. You know, listen it's, it's a reflection of who you are And are the best and the worst And so, you know, if you fear that humanity is out to get you The AI is going to get out It's, def- it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. So feed everything that you do out in life The best parts of you Put that out into the universe, whether it's your status update or the way you interact with people, because that has a way of coming back to you, you know, and, and it's like people are, are going to steal the best parts of you. You know, we don't like think about it this way, like, you know, the, the podcasting format is something we came up with, but no one knows anything about who who was created podcast or where did it come from? They don't know. They don't care, you know, and people watch television. Every single day mm-hmm. Do you know who Philo P- Farnsworth is? The creator of television the, crea- the man who invented television Do we know his name? No. Nope <laughs> So if you don't know Who Philo Farnsworth is You ain't gonna know uh, Who Fausto or Mark is either well, They might They might
1: Just but ask the- an AI
0: But the prop, the-, the point of it is It's Are you doing this For the betterment of the world To make the world A better place A more compassionate place Or are you doing it For your own vanity Maybe a little bit of both Why but- not? Why not? But at the same time, you know, think about the why you did it and why you want it and what impact you want it to do. And leave the best part of you behind because that's all
1: there is. That's very sweet.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.